Welcome to InsureTalk, the podcast where we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information. And now, let's make it happen. Welcome to InsureTalk. My name is Laura Drabeck and I'm the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Jeroen Morinoff, CEO and co-founder of Friss, a company which specializes in fraud detection software for underwriting and claims. I specifically selected Jeroen for today's podcast because of his knowledge of fraud and how early detection and prevention can transform insurers into fraud fighting superheroes. Hello, Jeroen. Thank you for joining my podcast today. Hello, Laura. And I'm very much looking forward to it. $40 billion per year. That's what insurance fraud costs our industry. And these costs are passed on to the policyholder in the form of increased premiums resulting in the average family, like mine, paying anywhere from $400 to $700 per year to cover fraud. That's what gets me fired up about insurance fraud. Jeroen, what gets you fired up about fraud and why did you start a company focused on battling it? Well, Laura, the same thing gets me fired up. We're in a situation where 90 plus percent of the people are completely honest, but those who aren't drive up the cost, as you mentioned. And I don't think it's fair that carriers have to consider this as a cost of doing business. And I especially don't think it's fair that honest people like you and me have to pay extra for it. And that is exactly why I founded a company now almost 15 years ago. Not only because I was upset, but also because I know there was something we could do about it. And not only can they catch the bad guys right away, but they can also provide such a better experience for the vast majority of their customers who are relying on the coverage in time of need. Last year, across our customers, we have been able to save more than $1 billion for the industry. So how do you leverage AI to detect fraud? How does your solution supplement and support the adjuster? Well, a remark you made in one of our conversations stuck with me. You said, Chris helps to make the adjuster brilliant in the moment. And I think using our solution is like having all of your most experienced experts looking at every single claim in a consistent, fair, and unbiased way and give all their insights to you in that split second. And that's also why we opted for a white box or explainable AI framework, allowing the user to trust the AI and give them all the information to make the smartest decision on the spot. We do this by running structured and unstructured data from our customers and combining that with all types of external data sources through our self-learning AI fraud models. And these models compare the claim information to known and evolving fraud patterns. And anything is flagged immediately and is available for the claim adjuster. The other major thing we're doing is building complex networks. So we can see any suspicious connections between people, assets, medical providers, third parties. And we're we're the only vendor in this space that's able to do this in real time. So you can catch every suspicious element right away. And finally, our clients give us feedback. And that feedback is used to immediately to retrain these models. So the AI models are literally getting smarter every single day. And the beauty for the adjuster is that they can do all that without leaving the environment they know. For example, Guidewire. Looking at the Frisk core, determining the next best action, taking that action and giving feedback. And better yet, most of this can be done automatically. So Frisk is an international company. How do views about insurance fraud differ across countries? Fraud is accepted more in some countries than others. Sometimes we have only 5% fraud and sometimes even up to 20% of claims are fraudulent. And 
I think to commit fraud, you have to be able to rationalize doing so. And in some countries, it's still seen as acceptable in a society to commit fraud. But there are also countries or states with very specific fraud schemes. These are often unwillingly introduced based on legislation like uh, the no-fault PIP states that we have here in the U.S. or the ABBI claims in, in Canada or schemes like ghost broking that are only relevant in a few countries or states. And last week, I spoke with a customer who had actual proven fraud cases due to threats against their company or employees. And it's really in moments like that that reminds me that this is not a victimless crime. And finally, another difference that we see across countries is the willingness to share data. Uh, obviously, we're all concerned about data privacy, and I think that's really a good thing. However, it's very easy still in too many countries for someone to commit fraud against one insurance carrier and then move to the next and do it all over again. In McKinsey's insurance fraud report, they note that fraud is not the focus of top management. They purport that many insurers view fraud management more as a specialist than a top management topic. This leads to higher tolerance in the event of a claim. What is your point of view here and how does your solution affect change in the perception of fraud? Well, this definitely is a concern that managers of SIU departments have been struggling with for years. I do believe that's slowly changing. And when I look at reports from, for instance, Salant about topics on the agenda today, these are digitalization, automation, and of course, AI. While SIU departments care deeply about detecting and preventing fraud, my advice to the managers of these departments is not to only focus on finding the bad guys, but to position their efforts toward improving the customer experience for the good customers and supporting those digitalization and automation efforts. More and more insurers understand that they cannot automate their processes without knowing that this claim or application is actually legit. You need to have some form of verification to ensure someone is not lying to you through the internet and hiding behind their screen. One of our joint customers, EMC, is a great example of a carrier who's extremely innovative to the point that it's a company value and that extends to fighting fraud to keep their customers happy and treat them fairly. And this is what I would like to see more of. Before we continue, listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to InsureTalk on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. It helps others learn about and discover the show. Now, this is Laura Drabik, and let's get back to our conversation. I'm talking with the Chief Executive Officer at Fris, and we're talking about fraud. Jeroen, what is an insurance company's biggest obstacle to detecting fraud, and how do you help them resolve this issue? Uh, we recently finished surveying the industry with our 2020 fraud survey, and the top obstacle carrier set they were facing was limited IT resources. Another main theme we always hear is about data availability and the quality of the data. However, we've found that companies are underestimating what they have and are not using it to its full potential. We also sometimes see that a carrier has developed an AI model in a lab setting, and that this model shows a fantastic area under the curve, but it never gets used into production, or it gets used in a batch process and it doesn't get looked at until after the claim has been settled. Integrating the fraud score in the core processes at the right time and in real time is key. And you asked how we help resolve these issues. Um, and that's why exactly why we love working with Guidewire. We're able to take hidden or siloed data and connect it together. We're able to incorporate models of any carrier's data science team. And we're able to do all of that instantly. And as soon as the information comes into policy or claim center, we're able to provide these insights right back. The implementation time and the use of IT resources are greatly reduced and the benefits are coming in much quicker. The global insurance fraud detection market size is expected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of almost 26% until 2024. What does this growth in CAGR tell us about the growth rate of insurance fraud? 
fraud is never going to go away, but the technology we have to detect it, and better yet, to prevent it, is well proven now. Well, nevertheless, a CAGR of 26% is steep, and it means that the investment in fighting fraud is growing. And I'm very proud of the industry for stepping up and making strides. How has COVID-19 affected insurance fraud? And can you share with our listeners an example of a new or unique example of fraud spurred by the pandemic? Well, COVID-19 is one of the worst economic times we've lived through, Laura. And to be honest, I, I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. And specifically, when it comes to fraud, the effects will last a long time. This is going to vary quite a bit in different states, in different parts of the world. It will vary based on how different governments respond with both restrictions as well as financial help. But think about someone who just lost their job and they may be lucky and have some savings or they may have unemployment benefits, but eventually the bills come due, the rent or mortgage is due, the car payment is due, and now you may be paying a ton of extra money to keep your health insurance. And then in the back of people's mind, they sort of think, I've been paying my premiums for this insurance policy for years, and what has it gotten me? Maybe it never paid a claim, and they start to become easy to justify ways to recoup that money. They've seen others do it. Why shouldn't they? So the mounting financial pressure, threat rationalization, that is okay, are two of the three elements needed to commit fraud, which the third being a Opportunity. And we have seen more fraud the last months. For the most part, we've seen the same schemes, but just more of them. People who no longer can afford their car and maybe don't even need it anymore uh, will stage an accident or theft. Well, you can actually even hire someone for a few hundred bucks to make your car magically disappear, no questions asked. Or another typical fraud scheme is the business use of personal lines vehicles. In the past, we saw this with, for instance, Uber drivers, but now we see this with kids that want to help out their parents' restaurant business by delivering food with the family car, presenting a totally different and actually a really uninsured risk. And we're also seeing a huge influx in workers' comp claims, for instance, extended injuries. And it's easier for people working from home to submit these false workers' comp claims. Uh, we're seeing an increasing amount of fraud, and we strongly believe this is just the beginning of it. Jeroen, thank you for humanizing the rationale or how fraudsters actually perceive insurance fraud. I appreciate that. You advertise 1,000-plus insurance years on board at Frisk. How important is it to have insurance experience versus deep AI experience? How do you leverage both so you get the best of each into your solution? Well, leveraging both is key. I believe AI is very powerful, but just to shout those two letters and expect it to solve every problem in the industry would be short-sighted. AI is very effective when it comes to known fraud cases and for several unsupervised use cases as well. But when there, for example, aren't enough proven frauds for a certain scheme, we use AI to automatically retrain on daily feedback that is coming from other techniques, for instance, business rules, third-party data, network analytics, to alert these cases and start getting more data in so these will, models will start to pick up on these patterns and fraud schemes. We need to take another break. Just a reminder, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to InsureTalk on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get back to our conversation with the Chief Executive Officer at Jeroen, what is the most effective phase in the insurance lifecycle to target for fraud detection? The best answer I can give you is that you need to detect fraud at every stage. Over 60% of our customers use Frizz not only at claims, but also at underwriting. And 95% of our customers use Frizz at claims, but also in their SAU department at the same time. I'll use this analogy. Let's say your sink is clocked up, but your faucet is still running. Eventually it overflows and you grab the mop or some towels and start cleaning up. And then you look up and the sink is still running. What do you do next? Do you grab more towels and keep mopping or do you reach out and turn off the sink? Well, it sounds silly, but many carriers are still letting the sink run while they keep mopping up the mess. And this is to say that they're still letting fraudsters into their book of business, even though there's a way to stop it. So the next question is where to start. 
And that differs per country, and it depends on the privacy regulations, and it also differs per carrier, their size, how fast they're growing, through what channels, etc. So if you have, for example, a digital label focused 100% on doing business over the internet with little active policies yet, but spending a lot of money on acquiring customers, it's clear that they will start at the underwriting first. On the other hand, we'll see a large mutual carrier with a loyal customer base and little to no checks in place. They will more likely opt to start at claims. And when we're detecting fraud in claims, it should not only be at the FNOL stage. Every time new information is added or changed, you have to do another check. We see examples of the, all the time where a legitimate claim comes in and we want to pay this as quickly as possible, but then more information comes in. Perhaps a passenger magically appears with some injuries. We need to check all of that to make sure we aren't paying on a fraudulent exposure of that same claim. And that's the beauty of modern screening solution. You can do it quick and you can repeat it over and over again to cover all of your bases. You started Frisk in 2006. How has fraud evolved over the last 14 years? Um, well, previously, I made that distinction between the more optimistic and organized fraud. And in terms of evolution, you'd say the optimistic fraud hasn't changed that much, really. It is typically also a not planned fraud scheme and done by taking advantage of the moment. The organized fraudsters, on the other hand, remain to do their what we call market research. And as the industry is getting better to detect these known fraud schemes, fraudsters are moving to either carriers that don't have those controls in place or lines of business where it's less policed, for example, travel insurance, pet insurance, and commercial lines. What critical piece of advice would you share with insurers looking to implement an AI fraud solution? Well, first of all, make sure you tie it to your strategic initiatives. There is no digitalization, no automation, or improved customer experience without the ability to detect fraud and make the distinction between the dishonest and the honest. The majority of your customers that deserve to reap the benefits from all these strategic initiatives are depending on it. And remember, this is not only a one-size-fits-all solution. It's not simply throwing AI at something. You need the experience. You can't build it yourself. By the time you did, it would already be outdated. And this isn't the best place to start a do-it-yourself project. We've heard from many carriers regret the time and resources they lost trying to do it themselves. Lean on a partner who will give you the honest answers, the good advice, and be there throughout the entire process to make sure you're getting what you deserve out of such a solution. I really like your comment about tying it to a carrier's strategic initiatives because that increases the probability of adoption and also so being able to follow it through and measure it. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, Yeroon, what's your experience been like working with Guidewire as a solution partner? Do you think insurers appreciate our plug and play integration between the solutions? Well, much like Guidewire at Frisk, we embrace the ecosystem. And, and this is also why we are making extreme efforts to be an open API-based platform. And besides integrating with Guidewire, we also integrate with other data vendors, investigation platforms, already in insurtech companies. And the insurance ecosystem can be very complex. And working with Guidewire really simplifies that. Our solutions connect across the entire enterprise, and making these connections as easy as possible for the carrier is a lifesaver. It drastically reduces the implementation times and costs, and that's what insurers want. We want our solution to make your workflows easier and more efficient. And so we're very proud to be a longtime Guidewire partner, working hand-in-hand -hand with you to deliver the very first fraud analytics integration for Claim Center. And carriers absolutely appreciate how much easier that makes it to turn on a solution like Frisk and for their employees to take full advantage of it every day. Jeroen, thank you very much for your time today and for your incredible insight into how insurers can become fraud-fighting superheroes. You've showed us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information.